Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Yeah, well, come on. Can we make a little bit of noise for King Jesus in this room together? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Let's give it up for King Jesus in this place. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. Once you high five four people around you, so you can't steal my joy, can't steal my joy, can't steal my joy. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat? You can have a seat. Our team's going to keep playing just for a second. And I just want to tell you, thank you so much for being here at church today. I mean, you picked a great Sunday to be at church. And if I've never met you, my name is Dustin. Alongside my wife, Allie, and our family, we get a chance to lead here at Purpose Church. And, man, you picked a great Sunday to be at church. And I'm real proud of you. It's a holiday weekend. It's Fourth of July weekend. I'm thankful that we live in a country where we get to do this freely uh, on the backs of servicemen and women that have gone before us and gave their life and served our country so that we could be in a free country to be able to serve Jesus. Is anybody else thankful for that today? Anybody else grateful for that? I am. I'm really thankful for that. And I just want to tell you, you picked a great Sunday to be here because we're starting a brand new series called You Can't Steal My Joy. And uh, I just believe that this series is going to be impactful. I believe that like, uh, honestly, a lot of times what happens is in the month of June, if we're being honest, uh, like, like we're out of our routine, we're out of our school routine, and if we have family, you're kind of out of your family routine, you're on vacation, and I don't know about you, but from time to time what begins to happen is uh, like, like my, my, my spiritual life will sometimes slip a little bit in the summer, right? Sometimes it seems like it's that way, and I just want to tell you as a church, we're committed, and we have been committed over the last couple of years, honestly, obviously every single week to preach God's word, but in the, book, or in the month of July specifically, what we want to do is just really do whatever we we can just to ratchet up our faith to get us out of this summer slump so to speak uh, and so what we typically do is we obviously we have big things where we're getting outside of ourselves we want to go and serve through serve day I love my city it's going to be awesome get there sign up today I promise you we may go out and serve but the Lord is going to do something on the inside of us as we do that I really do believe it's going to be incredible uh, the, just the tangible love of God that we get to show organizations and people uh, through serving them and, and then I'll just tell you uh, like what we do every summer and if you've been with us on, on the ride uh, since the beginning. Uh, every single July, what we do is we pick a book of the Bible, and we just begin to study through it. And so 2019, uh, we actually went through the book of Daniel. Uh, so, so if you hung out with us then, we, we were at the middle school, but we had to go over to the high school for a few weeks, and we started the book of Daniel during that time. Did that in 2019, then in 2020, we did the book of Romans, so that was good. 2020 was like, it was wild because we were still doing stuff with COVID and, uh, you know, recording it, pre-recording it for the service. I mean, all kinds of wild stuff that was going on last year. We actually double-dipped. Come on, somebody. We got two books in, which is awesome. We did Jonah at the beginning of the year, and then last summer we did First Peter, and then this summer we're going to be doing the book of Philippians. And so how many of y'all have ever seen or heard anything about the book of Philippians? Come on, wave at me if you have. If you haven't, it's perfectly okay. I want you to understand it's okay because we're going to walk through this book together. And I got my incredible friends up here, this worship team. Aren't you grateful for our worship team? Aren't you grateful for their, their talent, that they're willing to use it for Jesus? And man, I'm so thankful for them. But they're going to do something because we've got these things 
called Can't Steal My Joy Journals. And again, what I want to encourage you with is that we're going to ratchet it up this summer when it comes to our faith. We're not just going to take the summer off and say, oh, we'll get back to it in July. No, no, I want you to get to it today. Uh, where you and I would just stir our faith up, where we would learn more about Jesus, what he's called us to do, what he wants us to do. And so we got these Can't Steal My Joy journals, and it's literally a devotional journal on our series through the book of Philippians. So here's what we're going to do. Life's going to come up a little bit, and here's what's going to happen. Our our, our incredible worship team is going to pass these out to some of y'all in this room. So if you want one of these, I need you to wave your hand in the air and wave it around like you just do care, and I will talk through and walk through what this looks like in just a second. Um, and so here's what I'm going to ask you to do as, as you're waving around like you just do care. I appreciate that. I appreciate that energy that you're bringing. I appreciate that a whole bunch. And uh, I'll pray for us once they get all this stuff put out in just a second. So if you want one of these, let me explain this to you. Starting today, you can't steal my joy. What we're looking at is this is a devotional book that not only do we believe that note takers are history makers, right? So in your book, you're going to be able to take some notes And then every single day, I don't know about you, but I sometimes need some help when it comes to reading my Bible. I think sometimes we need some encouragement. We need some, hey, this is kind of what this is meaning. And we have this thing that we also included in here called soap. Somebody shout soap. Soap, yeah. So soap is scripture, observation, application, and prayer. How many of y'all know that the Bible is somewhat like sunscreen sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Like you can know that sunscreen protects you, but until you apply the sunscreen, it's not going to protect you from the sun, right? In the same way, we can know all of Scripture, we can know all about it, but I think it's so important that you and I would apply it to our life, that we would take what we read and actually apply it to our everyday, and so that's what this is for. That we're not, again, man, just thank you for your generosity as you give to Purpose Church because, man, hundreds of these are going out to people. And people that don't even go to our church are getting these. I just want you to know that. There's some people already asking, hey, I want a journal. Can, that, can, can we go through that? Absolutely you can. For sure. Absolutely. We'd love for you to spend time reading God's Word and going through that. We're going to do that over the next month together. And I'm excited about it. I'm thankful for uh, what we're going to talk about. And I just can't wait to see what God does. So every day, I would encourage you, open it up. And then tomorrow, we're going to start reading Philippians chapter 1, 1 through 6. I would encourage you, read the entire chapter of Philippians chapter 1, and then go back and concentrate on 1 through 6. And again, there's a devotional in there to help you read and apply what you and I are learning. Everybody good with that? Anybody excited about that today? Because I am fired all the way up for it. And so I hope you are. It's going to be a blessing, I believe. And I believe that God is going to do some incredible things this month, in the month of July, where a lot of people may take off. I believe God is calling us to step up. And so I can't wait to see what God is going to do. Let me pray for you, and then we're going to jump in together. God, we thank you for today. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We know that even in the midst of crazy things that are going on around us, that sometimes there's all of these things out to come steal our joy. But we know that because of your word and what you say to us, there's nothing that can steal our joy because you gave it to us and nobody can take that from us. And so Jesus, we love you. God, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and everybody said, I said everybody said, amen. If if you're thankful for Jesus, come on, can we make a little bit of noise here on Sunday morning at 1113? Good. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, uh, fellas up here. Appreciate y'all. And I'll just tell you um, really quickly, uh, this idea of what we're talking about, this book of Philippians, I think it's important that as we study books of the Bible, you and I need to know who's writing it. Like, we need a little context around it, right? We need to know who's writing it, who's he writing it to, like, where's this, where's this person writing this from? Like, what's the main theme that this person is writing? What's he kind of getting a, across to you and I? And so we're going to talk about that really quick. It's not going to be up here on the screen, but I do want you to write down some notes. And again, right inside your journal, yes, we gave you some note taker sheets on your uh, seat, but actually day one, it's got 07-03-2022 right there. That's where you can take some notes. And again, maybe you don't need this today as we've talked about. Maybe you need it on Wednesday, right? Maybe you need it on Friday. You need to be thinking about this message because sometimes when we leave church, we're like, ah, oh, that doesn't really apply to me. But then Tuesday happens. Come on, somebody, right? And you go back to work and you go back to doing whatever you were doing before the holiday weekend and it wrecks your life like like let's talk about this take some notes because I really do believe God wants to speak to us today but let's talk about this book of Philippians the book of Philippians is four chapters it's 104 verses and it probably would take you about 15 minutes to read from the beginning to the end of Philippians I mean literally about 15 minutes probably and what I want to tell you about is who in the world wrote this book like who in the world wrote this well I want you to know this guy named Paul everybody say Paul Paul is the guy that wrote this book, and he's writing it as a letter to a church that he started in Philippi. So like me and Paul is jiving, right? Because Purpose Church is a church plan of about three years. We've seen God do some incredible three and a half years almost uh, at the end of this month. And man, I'm really thankful for all that God has done in the last three and a half years. Is there anybody thankful for what God has done over the last three and a half years? Man, I'm so thankful. And I believe that the best is still ahead. I believe that he is just getting started and that God has way more in front of us than he does behind us. And so I'm really thankful, but I'll just tell you, uh, uh, like he wrote, he planted churches all over um, that area, and he is writing a letter to a church in Philippi, and he wants to get this main theme across to them, right? He wants them to understand, this is the main theme I want y'all to realize, is how you can have joy no matter what. Somebody say, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what, like that means that no matter what you face, Paul is trying to get it across to these people. Hey, no matter what you go through, that you can have joy. And see, we'll see in these 104 verses that the word joy, rejoice, uh, um, boast about, or be glad is used 16 times just in this short four book uh literally book, four-chapter book, right? So I think it's incredible that this guy is trying to get across to us, this guy named Paul, trying to get across to you and I, hey, that you can have joy no matter what. Now, that may be easy for us to be like, okay, yeah, that's good and all. Like, why does that make a big deal? What's the big deal about that? Like, yeah, anybody can write how to have joy, like, okay, when everything's going good. But I want you to know where Paul is writing this letter from. He is writing it from in the middle of a prison cell. Like you need to understand, he's writing it in the middle of a Roman prison cell, not because he did anything wrong, but because he was preaching the gospel. Because he was preaching the word of God, because he was preaching about Jesus, they got upset and they put him inside prison. They put him inside jail. And so what we see is this, is that not only is that not enough, I mean that's a lot going on, but Paul had this dream, Paul had this idea, Paul had this want inside of him that he was wanting to go to Rome and preach in front of thousands of people, and thousands of people would give their life to Jesus. That was this dream that he had. But what I want to let you know is that he would never, ever step on a stage as a preacher and preach to thousands of people in Rome, but rather he was behind bars in a prison cell all alone in Rome. 
Yet in this four-chapter book, in this book that literally is four chapters long, he writes over and over and over and over again that we can have joy that cannot be taken from us. Now, And I think that there's one thing that if Paul is trying to get across to us, and this is the title of today's message, I want you to write this down, is that there is a big difference between happiness and joy. So what we're going to look at today is happiness versus joy. Happiness versus joy. Like there is a big difference between those two things. And I want you to see that. I think Paul is trying to get that across to us. And so I'm going to give us three big differences in just a second between happiness and joy. But this is an all skate. I want everybody to answer. I want everybody to participate because this is a question I have for you. How many of you in this room would say that you know somebody in your life that is so positive, it almost makes you negative. Come on, somebody. Anybody know that person? Right? Yeah. Somebody's like, yeah, that's you. Like, like you pointing to somebody around you. Like, yes, yeah, you. Like, you make me so, ne- you make me so mad because you're so happy all the time, right? Like, like somebody's so positive, somebody's so joyful, no matter what's going on, it almost makes you pessimistic, almost makes you a little negative, right? I think for a lot of us, we need, like, there, there's somebody in our life that we can identify is that person. Uh, but my person I want to identify in my life, he's in this room actually, he's my dad. And uh, my dad, um, and in the first service he was like, ooh, what are you about to say? And so I'm really glad he's in here again, but I, I want to say it again because what happens in our life, I grew up a pastor's kid, he was a youth pastor for years, and, and man, all the different things that my family has gone through, uh, with my family, with them, and uh, just different things. Like, here's the thing, uh, from leukemia to all, all of these things that my family has had to endure, my parents specifically, that guy right there, no matter what has gone on in our life, like, I'm just telling y'all, bro is as even killed as it comes, and joyful in the middle of it. Like, like I would be like freaking out, my family would be freaking out, dad's like, y'all, it's cool. It's good. We're going to be just fine. We're going to be just fine, right? Like, and, and I'm like, how, right? Like, how in the world is that even possible? Like, no way. Dad, how are you, how are you even doing that? And for the longest time, I thought this is something natural that he's worked on or something he's doing. But what God began to show me, especially as we were studying in the book of Philippians, is that this is not something natural, but rather supernatural. There's something on the inside of him that is different no matter what he's faced up against, no matter what he walks up against. It may look like all hell is breaking loose around him, but on the inside he's as peaceful as as a baby sleeping. Right, right? He is as joyful as a dog as soon as you get home from work. Come on, somebody, right? Like that, that, there is something about that. And I just think that there's something that Paul is trying to get across to us. There's a big difference between happiness and joy. And so the big difference, number one, if you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, here's the big difference. Number one, I want you to write it down, is that happiness is external. Joy is internal. So happiness is external. Joy is internal. See, what I want us to understand, again, is that you know what happens in our own life is sometimes we only find ourselves happy when everything's going good. When everything's good, when our money and our bank is actually in our bank. Come on, somebody. When it ain't red, but it's green, right? Or when our our stock... Uh, market is going up and my retirement's going up. Like then, then I can be happier. When everybody's good as far as situations that are going on around me, then I can be happy. And what begins to happen is that we base everything on our, our happiness, on everything that's going on around us. But I want you to understand that happiness is external, but joy is internal. Joy is something that's on the inside, meaning that I can have joy no matter what is going on around me because God is doing something within me, 
Right? And I want us to see that. See, in Paul, this guy that we're studying with this book of Philippians, he wrote some other letters to some other churches that he had planted, just like A.B. had said a few minutes ago. And he wants to let you know he's got a resume. He's had some bad days. And I want you to think about your life. Man, we've had bad days. There's been days that everything doesn't go the way that we thought it was going to. That you're not in the position that you thought you were supposed to be in at this age in your life. Or, or whatever it might be, you find yourself, and I just want to let you know Paul's had some bad days too. Paul has some really bad days. He kind of earned the right to talk about this topic. He gives a list of some bad days that he had in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. So what I want us to see is that he's going to let us know how bad some days have been for him. Watch what the Bible says. If you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. All right, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four says this. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. So you need to understand that Jesus, before he went to the cross, received one, uh, one time of the 39 round lashes. Uh, that's what he got before he went to the cross. That's, a, that's, that's painful. And what Paul is saying is, you know what? Because of my faith, I've received it five times. I've received that five times. Three times I was beaten with rods. Man, that does not feel good, right? Once I was stoned. Somebody uh, said one time, well, at least he got some relief. No, we're not talking about that kind of stoned, okay? Let me just clarify really quick. Not that kind of stoned, rocks at your face stoned. Okay, just had to clarify up in Purpose Church. All right, good deal. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I have faced dangers from my own people, the Jews, as well as from Gentiles. I have faced dangers in the cities, deserts, on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but they are not. I have worked long and hard, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. How many of y'all know that list right there? Paul has had some bad days, right? Paul has had some things on the outside of him that didn't go very well. Some things that were not very good, some tough days, some stuff that he had been through. And that same guy, Paul, writes this just a few chapters before that. He writes this in chapter 4. And this is what he says. He says, this is why we never give up. Right? Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles, right, being shipwrecked and being beaten five times with like, like, like five different times, 39 times with the lashes on my back, like, oh my gosh, like all of that, guess what? Just small and, and won't last very long. Yet what they produce it for us is a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. No, no, no. We don't look at all the things that we're walking through that are external, that are around us. No. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. As we just studied in our legend series, Hebrews chapter 12 says, fix your gaze on who? Jesus Christ. Right, Paul has his eyes fixed on Jesus, and maybe you're not seeing him right now in the physical form, but the things that we see now in physical form will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And this is what I want you to get so bad, is that no matter what is happening on the outside, something different can be happening on the inside of you. If you believe that, come on, can we give God a big shout of praise in this room together? That's a big difference between happiness and joy. Big difference number two, if you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, is this idea that happiness is kind of just tags along with this first one, is based on circumstances. Joy is based on Jesus. Happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is based on Jesus. Excuse me. 
Happiness is based on all the circumstances being right, right? Like we talked about just a second ago. But I want to throw this out there to you. I want you to understand. So, so what happens when the circumstances aren't right? What begins to happen to you? Like what begins to happen? What, well, like what happens when you lose the job? What happens when you have a bad day? And had a bad day. Okay, sorry. Like what happens when that takes place? What happens when you don't get the promotion? What happens when the breakup takes place? What happens when the diagnosis happens? What happens when the weather is bad and it rains all week long or it doesn't rain for two months? Come on, somebody, right? Like, what, what is it? Like, if that's the case, you can't be happy because happiness is based on our circumstances around us. But joy is based on Jesus. And the byproduct, the fruit of living through the power of the Holy Spirit is joy. And this is what Jesus even said about joy. John 15 verse 11 says this, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my, what's the next word? You can probably guess what it is, my Joy, right? Come on, we're going to say it again, right? Here we go. I told you these things so you will be filled with my joy, and yes, your joy will overflow. See, what I want you to realize is my joy, Jesus is saying that there is a joy that you can experience in him that is not circumstantial, it's personal. That's what Jesus is saying. That's what he's trying to get across to you and I, that if you have a relationship with Jesus, you have access to overflowing, unending, abundant amounts of joy that you can't find anywhere else, that you can't find in the vacation, that you can't find in the, in the relationship anywhere else, that you can't find in a, in a 4th of July party, whatever it might be. Like The only way that you can find true joy is in a relationship with Jesus. And let me share something with you. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, let me share this. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you felt comfortable enough to come to this church. And here's my question for you, though. Why not follow Jesus? Why not follow Jesus? Spoiler alert, I'm going to give you the opportunity at the end of the service, all right? Like, give you the opportunity to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. But why not follow him? On the other side of your yes to a relationship with Jesus is abundant joy. Is abundant joy. And I believe when you say yes to Jesus, this does not mean that your circumstances change. This does not mean that your bank account changes. This does not mean that your life just all of a sudden gets so much better in everything that's going on around you. But guess what? There's something on the inside that has changed. And again, joy is based on Jesus. And look at what the Bible says in Psalm 51. I, I guarantee you when you say yes to Jesus, you're going to experience what David had to say in Psalm 51. He said this, restore to me the joy. Somebody say joy. Of my, say it with some joy. Y'all sound like y'all was dead right then. All right, come on. Restore to me the That's better. I like that. Of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. See, you need to realize that when you and I are saved, the byproduct is joy and obedience. Right? We're, we're, when we meet Jesus, there's going to be some change that happens around us. There's going to be some change that happens within us. And ultimately, that's going to choose that we're going to say, you know what? I'm going to obey what God tells me to do. I'm going to say yes where he tells me to say yes to. I'm going to say no where he tells me to say no to. And I'm going to obey him. And guess what that's going to be filled with? It's going to be filled with some joy. And so again, happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is based on Jesus. Everybody good? About six of you. So everybody good? All right, good. This is the last one. Big three differences. And then I'm going to give you a real practical step this week that you can take home and we can begin to do. Big difference number three between happiness and joy is this idea 
that happiness is by chance, but joy is a choice. Again, a lot of the stuff that you and I, did, that, that dictates our, um, just our mood and our happiness are completely out of our control. Do you realize that? Like, like, like there's a lot of stuff that are completely out of our control that dictate whether or not we're happy today or sad today or we're, we're emotional today or not, you know, whatever it is. And I just want to encourage you this summer, there are some things that you're not, don't waste your time trying to control the things that you cannot control. But, 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 but let's be responsible and say, you know what, there is something that I, I can control and I'm going to tap into that joy that is never ending, that is the fruit of the Spirit. And we don't want to be people that are just putting on a show on the outside, but everything on the inside is all chaotic. No, no, no. I would rather it be reversed than that. That it may be chaotic and crazy on the outside, but on the inside, I'm as peaceful as I've ever been. I'm as joyful as I've ever been. Yes, all hell may be breaking loose in my life around me, but on the inside, Jesus is doing something in me. Come on, if you believe that, can we give him a big shout of praise in this place? Second service. Yeah, I believe that with all of my heart. And now, we're finally getting into Philippians chapter 1. All right, everybody good? All right, we're going we're gonna to land the plane in Philippians chapter 1. Philippians, Paul, again, is writing to the Philippians. And as you read through it, he has this very mentality of the big differences between being happy. Because guess what? If we were in Paul's shoes, guess what? I don't think he was happy. I don't think you and I would be very happy in prison, on death row. I forgot to tell you this. Like, he is on death row waiting for his execution for his faith. And, and I don't know about you, but that's not a place where I'm just like, whoa, cool, this is great. You know, I'm not happy, but Paul has this joy on the inside that's undeniable and uncontainable. And I just want that for all of us. I want that for you and I. This is not something that's unattainable because if the Bible told us that we could do it, it is not impossible for us to do it. And so I just want to tell you, like, like, this is this idea that he's wanting to go to Rome and preach in front of thousands of people, but guess what he does? He finds himself in a jail cell by himself, and you know what Paul's response is? No big deal. MBD. No big deal, right? Like, it ain't going to affect me. Like, I'm good. You, you can't steal my joy. Why don't you just give me a pen and some paper and watch God use me to reach more people than I ever could on a stage? And Paul said, I'm going to make a difference right here in this prison. Look what he says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. Again, he's talking. He says, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, he's encouraging them in Philippi. I need you all to know all the stuff I've been walking through, all that crazy mess I told you about, like, you need to understand. The Bible says that everything that has happened to me, watch what he says, all that stuff I walked through, all that junk that's going on around me, guess what it did? It has helped to spread the good news. It has helped to spread the gospel for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, he says, knows that I'm in chains because of Jesus, because of Christ. And watch what he says. And because I'm in chains, like because I'm, I'm in these chains and I'm, I'm not happy about it necessarily, like this isn't something fun, there's joy on the inside of me. Watch what happens. Is that because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. See, I love that so much. Do you hear how excited he is about what he's going through? Like as you read that, like, like yo, you got to understand that people are starting to share their faith without fear because I'm in these chains, because I'm, I'm in a tough spot. And so instead of Paul really focusing in on the why, why am I in prison? 
Why, why did this happen to me? Why am I going through this? You know what he does instead? He focuses on the what. God, what is your purpose for me? God, what is it that you're trying to teach me? What are you wanting to use me for in this time? And even Paul in prison doesn't forget that he has a purpose and he is called to make a difference. And let me share something with you. Everybody look at me. You can too. You can too. And you can too. And I want you to realize that this message and this verse applies just as much to you and I as it did to Paul back then. That you don't have to get stuck in the why. God, why did this happen? Or why is it going this way? Or why does it seem like everything is falling apart around me? And you can begin with the joy on the inside of you, shift your focus to say, you know what, God? What is it that you're trying to teach me? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to, who are you trying to help me to influence and, and be there for? Like, what, what are you trying to do? And God, I, I want to be a church. I want to be a part of a church that doesn't necessarily get focused on the why are we going through this, but the what are you trying to teach us, God? What is it that you're trying to do in us? And I'm reminding some of you today that you can make a difference and that God has a purpose for you too. If you believe that, why don't you give God a big shout of praise all across this room if you believe that you're called to make a difference, if you believe that you're called with a purpose. Again, keep reading down through Philippians chapter 1. The next few verses, you'll begin to find that, you know what, some other churches that are in the Philippi area are starting to throw a little shade at the church that Paul planted. And then watch what he says. So he's getting hit from the sides. He's getting hit from people that thought he thought were friends on the same mission. He's getting hit all around. And watch what he says. He says, you know what, that don't matter. That's his words. This doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter whether their motives are false or genuine. The message about Christ is being preached either way. So watch this. We're going to say this word when I get to it on three. That word. Let me run over here. Okay. That word. All right, on three. The underlying words. I could have just said that. That would have been a lot easier than Jimmy jogging across the stage. But here we go. On three. So all this, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I that didn't sound like y'all rejoicing. Come on, let's rejoice second service on July 4th weekend, all right? The message about Christ is being preached either way, so I rejoice. like that. And I will continue to? Rejoice. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that because I love Paul's attitude here. Because you know what he's saying? He's saying, you know what? Yeah, I didn't just do that back then. You know what I'm going to continue to do? I'm going to continue to rejoice. And I feel like that's just something that God wanted me to hone in on just a little bit for some of you in this room. Maybe you've thought about giving up. Maybe you thought about throwing in the towel. Maybe you thought about saying, you know what? There's no use in doing any of that anymore. And I would just can tell you, based off that verse right now, I will continue to rejoice. I will continue to say yes to God. I will continue to say no to where he tells me not to go. I will continue to say yes to where he tells me to say yes to and I will be a person that says yes to whatever God has in front of me and this is my thing for us again Paul is he's keeping he's, he's again waiting on uh, d death coming for him right his execution he'll be executed for his faith and look what the same chapter just a few verses down this mentality that he has verse 21 he says for to me living means living for Christ so yo if I'm gonna stay living I'm good like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's spread the gospel. But watch what he says. And dying, that's even good too. That's even better. That's even better. So, so what Paul is saying right here is he's pretty much saying, I don't prefer whether I live or die because you know what? Both are great options. And let's talk about it. What do you do to somebody that's got that attitude, right? What do you do to somebody that has that type of mentality? Let me share it with you. Nothing. 
<laughs> all right? You can't do anything to them because nothing affects them. Their circumstance may change, but the joy on the inside of them does not. And this is what I want you to write down. I think Paul would encourage you and I with this, is this idea that because I know Jesus, I can't lose. Because I know Jesus, I can't lose. Because I know Jesus, I can't lose. We got anybody that's competitive in here? Come on, wave at me if that's you. Competitive, I'm competitive. I like to be competitive. And... Um, I just realized this the other day that our kids also like to be competitive. Um, our, our oldest girl, she's eight, and our youngest boy, or middle boy, he's the only boy, um, is, uh, is four. And uh, I just realized the other day, we went to Dave and Buster's, Lord help us. And uh, we let them run wild up in there, playing some games. Well, they got on the Mario Kart um, like, like game, uh, that, that, the simulator thing, and they're side by side. And I hear Brex talking straight up trash to his sister. Like, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to win. In, and I'm gonna take your money. He didn't say that, but if he did, that would have been awesome. Um, but like, like he's competitive. He's like, I ain't losing this game. Like, I know Mario Kart. I know what's going on. I'm gonna win. And I love so much that idea. And I just got to thinking about that. And I got to thinking, you know what, Lord? I wish some of us as Christ followers would have that same exact, uh, that same exact thought, that same exact identity. That you know what? With Jesus, we can't lose. Because Jesus has saved me. Because he set me free. Even if I lose this life, I gain it all because Jesus has forgiven me. Come on. If you believe that, can we give him a big shout of praise in this place? I believe it. What if we had that mindset everywhere that we went? No matter what we face, we cannot lose. It's a win-win situation no matter what I'm up against. Man, let's have that kind of faith as we go into our week this week. And so the last thing I'm going to land the plane on is this, is this idea, how do we do it? How do we begin to have that faith? How do we begin to have this, hey, I know Jesus, I can't lose kind of faith? You know what I got to thinking about and going back through, and if you look through all of, all of these different books that, that Paul writes, but even back to the very first of the chapter that we're reading in today, Philippians chapter 1, this is a practical step that you and I can learn from right now today that I want you to take with you. Philippians 1 verse 3, it says, every time I think of you, watch what it says, I give thanks. Somebody say, give thanks. Yeah, I give thanks to my God. And whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with what word? Joy, right? Joy. I love that so much. That, that when I'm thankful, you know what the byproduct of thankfulness is? Joy. When, when I begin to say, you know what, thank you, Lord. I remember we used to sing that song growing up, and we used to go to the nursing home and sing it all the time for my grandmama that was there. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings on me. There's a roof up above me. I got a good place to sleep. There's, you know, there's food on the table. There's shoes on my feet. Right, right. There's a lot of stuff that you and I should be thankful for. And I just want to just challenge you. You want a practical step for how to exude some joy in your life? Start with joy or start with being thankful. So this week, you know what I want you to do? Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Consistently, intentionally. Begin to recognize that God's hand and fingerprint is all over your life. See, Paul says this over and over again. He gives you the recipe of how he's getting through what he's going through. You know what he says in Ephesians 5 verse 20? And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 3 verse 15. And always, somebody say always. 
be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. See, these verses show you and I that no matter what you're going through or what your life may look like, that you can always find something to be thankful for. And again, as I said earlier, the Bible wouldn't tell us to do something if it was impossible. And, and so I want to encourage you, I, and let me, let me, let me, just back up for just a second and say, hey, I'm not trying to minimize what you're going through right now. I know that there's pain. I've walked through pain in my own life. I'm not trying to say that what happened to you was hurtful. I'm not trying to say that you should just sweep it under the rug and never address it. No, no, no. I go to counseling for those things. Come on, somebody, right? Uh, like, like let's, let me encourage you. I'm not saying sweep it under the rug. But I am trying to say for some of you that like, what we do so many times is we obsess over the negative and we obsess over, why is this happening to me? Why was this taken from me? Why did this have to happen? And I'll just tell you guys, that's a real dangerous place to be. It's real dangerous. So my heart for you as your pastor is I just want to stir your faith this week and this month. I want you to understand I want to be a part of a church and a person where celebration is our response. Where I want to be a part of a church that we are constantly looking for things to be thankful for. That instead of focusing on what we don't have, if you're focusing on the negative, trying to find the negative, you will find what you were looking for. But if you go and say, you know what, I'm going to focus on what God has given me. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to do whatever he's called me to do. I believe that there is going to be a shift change in your joy chamber. I really believe that with all of my heart. And so today, I want to just give you a practical thing that every single day when you come back in here next Sunday and you bring this little, little God back with you, I want you to write this down today. And I want you to spend every day this week doing this. Today, I am thankful for blank. Today, I am thankful for blank. Today, I am thankful for blank. You may start with one. You may be only able to come up with one thing, but I want you to write it down every day. And I want you to write down all the things that you begin to find yourself thankful for. And let me give you a few that I can help you out a little bit, all right? To help you, if I give you a few, kind of like just these answers to the cheat sheet, this for the, for the test, right? I'm thankful for, you know who I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful that even when I was far from God, that Jesus still loved me so much. You know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the cross. And I'm thankful for the fact that Jesus went to the cross. Whenever I didn't have to go and make the punishment and the, and the, the payment for my sin, Jesus went to the cross for me. You know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that we didn't serve a God and Jesus that just went to the cross and they put in a tomb. But you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the empty grave. I'm thankful that we serve a Savior that's not still in the ground, but he is out of the ground. He came out the tomb and he is ascended to heaven, and we serve a risen Savior. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the gift of grace. I'm thankful that, you know what, I didn't get what I deserved. I'm thankful for mercy. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit and that God said, I would never leave you. I would never forsake you. I'll never leave you by yourself. I'm going to send you my spirit, and every single day you'll be able to walk in what I've called you to because my spirit indwells in you. Today, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for uh, my wife of 10 years. I'm thankful thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my time. I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for air in my lungs. I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful for this worship team. I'm thankful for our entire serve team. And y'all, I'm really thankful for Monster and Coffee. Come on, somebody, right? Is there anybody that's thankful in this house? Why don't you do this? If you're thankful, would you jump up on your feet 
And would you give God, the God of mercy, the God of grace, the God of compassion, the God of forgiveness, would you give him all the praise that he deserves? Because the fastest way to joy is to be grateful. The fastest way to joy is to be thankful. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to sing. We're not done with service, but what we're going to do is be a church that's loud about the things of God, that we really love Jesus, and we're going to say, God, we're thankful for these things. We're thankful for what you've done. So come on, let's put our hands together. Let's sing because he's worthy of all the praise and honor and glory. Come on, is there anybody? Well, come on, is there anybody thankful in this place for King Jesus? Come on, let's give him a big shout of praise all over this place. I love that. I love that. Well, I love that we got a chance to sing that because here's what I know, and maybe some of you, you couldn't sing that. And, and again, you're maybe thinking, you know what, if I'll just get the job, if I'll just get the promotion, if I'll just get the thing, like then I'll be able to say I'm thankful. But let me just encourage you, as we talked about today, that literally the only thing where joy can well up on the inside of you, that joy can be a part of what you're going through, is when you put your faith and trust in Jesus. And maybe you're watching online, maybe you're listening on the podcast, or maybe you're in this room and you've never decided to put Jesus in the seat that he deserves in your life. You've never decided to put him as Lord of your life. I just want you to know, first of all, I'm really glad you're here. And now this is that part where I'm talking about, where the invitation is for you to respond. Where you get a chance to say, you know what, I am putting my faith and trust in Jesus. I am putting my faith and trust in his forgiveness. And so maybe you're in here and you need to do that. Here's what I'm going to ask everybody across the room. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Just for a second, I'm going to ask you just to be, just, just to take just a second to just evaluate your life where you are. And I'm going to ask you, maybe you're in here, and you know what, you couldn't be thankful. You couldn't sing. You couldn't say, I'm grateful. Because you've never experienced the, the forgiving love of Jesus. And you'll never be able to fully live out the purpose that I believe that God has for you until you give your life to Jesus. Like you'll never find true happiness, joy. You won't, have, you won't find that in anything else other than Jesus. You won't find peace in anything else other than Jesus. And you won't find forgiveness in anything else other than Jesus. See, the Bible tells us that we've all sinned, including the guy with the microphone in his hand. I've sinned a lot. I just think about the fact that we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, and the Bible tells us that there is a payment for that sin, that, that, that somebody has to pay for that. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And I love the Bible so much, I love the, the gospel story so much, because Jesus wasn't willing to leave us out on our own figure it out on your own. No, no, no. He was willing to say, hey, even the Bible tells us, even while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. He went to the cross and he gave his life for you and me. And that was the payment that was needed for you if you would accept it. That you wouldn't have to pay for your sin, but that Jesus did that for you and for me. So you're in here. The Bible also tells us that if we would declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we would believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. So maybe you need to declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the day right now. And so if that's you, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Something like this doesn't have to be word for word, but it can be. I just want you just to cry out to God and say, God, I want you to save me. I believe what you did on the cross, Jesus. I believe that you gave your life for me. I believe that you're, you're, you paid for my sin, that my sin was what put you on the cross. I believe that they put you in a tomb, and I believe that you got out of the grave. I put my full trust in you today. Put my, my full weight on that. Give you my life, Jesus. 
ask for forgiveness. I ask you to come in and save me today. Be the Lord of my life today. And help me live for you every single day from this day forward. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're listening on the podcast, watching online. Maybe you just prayed to receive Jesus. I want you to understand that there is a party going on in heaven when one person meets Jesus. That there is a party of angels dancing and, I mean, going crazy because of one person meeting Jesus. And I'll just tell you, we are so excited for you if you just prayed to receive Jesus. If you just said yes to a relationship with Christ, Best decision you've ever made, hands down. So maybe you're here and you just said yes to Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Uh, at the end of service, when we dismiss in just a few minutes, we've got our incredible prayer and care team. It's over here to my right, your left. Would love to know that decision. See, I want you to understand. You gotta, the, the decision you just made was between you and God, but now I want you to tell somebody. And we would be honored to know that you made that decision. And so over here on my right, your left, up to the front. We're going to have a team up here that you can let know, hey, I just met Jesus. I just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. We'd love to give you a Bible. We would love for you um, uh, to have this new believer's guide, which just helps you now as a new believer in Jesus. Okay, there's questions I know you have. We want to walk alongside you. And we would love to be able to follow up with you this week and just answer any questions you might have. And start this relationship after this with us now that you start this relationship with Jesus. And we're so excited for you. Another way that you can let us know that you made that decision is also just text the word PURPOSE, P-U-R-P-O-S-E, to 270-229-6488. Let us know that you made that decision and we would be honored again to follow up with you that way either way. So, hey, I don't know about you guys, but I believe that Jesus just saved some people in this room. So why don't we let them know that we love them and we're thankful for them and we're thankful for Jesus. Come on, let's give it up for King Jesus in this place. I love that. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.